Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. From the Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. You're listening to American Heroes, hosted by Cliff Kelly on WVON AM 1690. Connected Military Family Matters and with our partner, family caregiver, Keisha L. Jackson. Today is Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. October is National Breast Cancer Month. Should be a keep in mind that under that just about 44,000 women are expected to die this year from breast cancer. And it's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Every minute, nearly 20 people are physically abused by an intimate partner. I'm Sean Claiborne, National Guard veteran, co-host, and our host is Cliff Kelly, executive producer, Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And for our next pa- uh, part of our, of our discussion today, we have panelist Keisha L. Jackson. She's a U.S. Air Force uh, veteran and family caregiver. We also have on our, on our uh, line Amy Palmer, a U.S. Air Force veteran, president and CEO of Soldiers Angels. And also we have a discussion today. We're talking about Soldiers Angels Baby Brigade and the Woman of Valor programs. Welcome, ladies, to our show. having us today thanks for joining us uh keisha can you hear us yeah yeah can you hear me how are you doing today i am doing well i'm doing well all right do you want to give us a brief introduction of amy and the work that she does before we jump in most definitely most definitely i wanted to ask you do you remember the 1980s um be all you can be commercial yes uh, probably what got me to join when i was a kid growing up it was we can do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. That's for the Navy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, the Navy. Com- that commercial and uh, tagline could be the motto for um, Amy Palmer and Soldiers Angels. When Amy talks about Soldiers Angels and their programs, you'll understand why I say that and even why they have the word angels included in their name. Wow. I mean, Soldiers Angels, hmm? I said, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. The number of programs and services that Soldiers Angels provide is incredible. Um, for instance, they have a canteen gift card program for veterans who go to VA appointments but can't afford to eat in the VA cafeteria. They have a transportation program that provides Uber, Lyft, Greyhound, and public transportation for veterans who can't get to appointments. Um, they help homeless veterans who test COVID positive by transporting them to homeless shelters where they're provided temporary housing during their quarantine period. Um, they deliver home meals to those at risk. They also help. They've also assisted with buying meals for VA hospital staff 
I mean, and that's not even half of the programs that Soldiers Angels provide. But I'm going to turn it over to Amy so that she can talk about two programs in particular and if there's time to elaborate on the ones that uh, I just mentioned. So welcome, Amy. How are you doing, Amy? Thank you. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Keisha. I think we might have to hire her. She's a good advocate <laughs> for Soldiers Angels work. So how did how did Angels uh, Soldiers Angels Baby Brigade start? Tell me about that, and then also how'd you get that name, Soldiers Angels Baby Brigade? That sounds like a sounds like really like a something that just grabs your attention just by saying it. Yeah, so Soldiers Angels was actually started by General Patton's family, um, and when, when one of the Patton great grandkids was deployed to um, Iraq, and so the program was created um, right after I, the invasion of Iraq in 2003. Um, the Baby Brigade program is actually one of our oldest programs on the family support side to support families of those deployed during that period, and we've um, the program's just grown and been expanded since then. Um, the Baby Brigade program now supports. Um, families of deployed service members who are expecting while the deployment, post-9-11 wounded ill and injured spouses who are expecting, and female service members who are expecting, or female veterans, and then also um, low-income veterans that are referred by the VA that are expecting, and um, and they don't have the means to provide those services. So the Baby Brigade program is like a virtual baby shower. They get hand-sewn items from our sewing and crafting team. They get store-bought items, but they create a, a, a virtual registry, and we provide support to them um, from angels all over the world. Wow. And how many people are, are involved with this organization, roughly? You know, we've had over 180,000 volunteers come through since um, we started and support deployed service members. And a lot of those, since deployments have drawn down, have shifted to support families and caregivers and, and the WOV program, Women of Valor. And so we probably have 10,000 that are still engaged in, in those um, programs alone. Wow. And then so tell me, well, walk me through the steps. So how does a person get involved or get help and support from your organization? And then what are some of the things that um, they can expect once they communicate with you? So all of our programs are a little bit different depending on what they're applying for, but there's a register for service register for services link on our website at soldiersangels.org. Um, for those that are registered for deployed support, it's one application. For all of the family support programs, it's different applications for w- Women of Valor, Baby Brigade, our Adopt-A-Family program for the holidays, which is upcoming. They actually create a profile and fill out an application for those services. So for Baby Brigade, um, they can apply um, within the window of, of the birth of their child. If they apply early, we hold it until they fall within that window. And then they, they put some in information about their colors, their color schemes, um, anything particular that they need. And then our angels that are on that team can see those opportunities and mail those items directly to them from all over the world. Wow. So the volunteers, so if you go to the website, you can actually become a volunteer and donate resources and then also donate some time or services. Is that correct also? Correct. Right. So, you know, on the vet support side, um, we have a lot of programs where they donate time and services um, on the a family member side, um, which a, a like adopt a family, women of valor, um, baby brigade is they can they can register to be an angel and volunteer on that team. But then if they adopt one, um, adopt a service member or adopt a family through adopt a family holidays, they'll send those items directly to them. So in our baby brigade program, we have a lot of people who sew things. So they'll see that they need booties or blankets or things, and they sh- they knit and crochet those items. Some of it's store bought items, bottles. Um, you know, wipes, diapers, all those sorts of things. So angels see those opportunities. They take them kind of just like a, a registry if you went into another, a, a retailer. And they take those opportunities and they mail those items to that family. 
Okay. Now, this on, on, before I move on to women of valor, for the for the uh, baby brigade, um, one thing I wanted to touch on because a lot of people don't realize a lot of people that are in the military are on uh, social assistance. And so is this program geared towards people that are low to moderate income or is it for all people that are military service? How does that how does the program um, uh, feed people? Yeah, so some of them are based on income levels. Um, in this program, like post 9-11, um, wounded and injured and the veterans. Now, the veterans that are low income come from the social workers at the VA, so they vet them. We don't actually vet them for income or need. Um, that's done by the VA. Um, but post 9-11, wounded and injured, as long as they fall in that category, they would be eligible. And then, of course, the families have deployed. Um, you know, it's 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 really meant to thank them for their service and really to kind of help fill that gap, especially during deployment when they can't be there for that spouse. And so really it's more of a thank you than it is a need, um, particularly on that program. Okay. Now what about women of valor? Tell us about that and how is that program structured? The women of valor program is great and it's different than any other program um, similar for caregivers because um, it's an all-female volunteer team, so they're all females that support, of course, female caregivers of wounded, ill, and injured. Um, they support them. The angels that sign up on the scene support them with blessing boxes and cards and letters. You know, a lot of caregivers um, put themselves last, and they take care of their children. They take care of the wounded hero that they're supporting, um, and so they often don't take care of their own needs. And that, you know, on their special occasions and holidays and birthdays, sometimes they let those things slide because they're so focused on providing for everybody else. And so the blessing boxes that our volunteers send, really like candles and spa items and all sorts of things just to show them that we appreciate them and appreciate their service and sacrifice. And then we also offer other programs like we have um, DIY programs, you know, painting with the twist sorts of things and stuff to create a, a, a relationship for them with other caregivers to eliminate stress, to reduce their isolation. Um, so we have those programs. But I think um, the best program, and particularly right now as the drawdown has happened and people are coming home from Afghanistan, there's a lot of stress associated with that. Mm-hmm. We also offer MD Live services 24-7. So those caregivers get free telemedicine, telecounseling, telepsychiatry, and teledermatology through the program. You know, a lot of them, when they come off of active duty, they're covered under TRICARE. But when that veteran leaves the military, a lot of them don't have their the insurance benefits. They're not paying for insurance for the family. So a lot of times, in some cases, this is the only that this is the only coverage those caregivers have for medical. Wow. So so to make this to make it clear for the audience, so it sounds like from my from gathering is that the Soldiers Angels is basically almost like a hub or a network of different groups and organizations that support veterans and veterans needs. Um, so how many different programs are under the under the, the Soldiers Angels network or organization? Yeah, so Soldiers Angels um, provides all of our own services. We contract MD Live, and so we actually pay them for those services. So any of the providers that we have, they're either a relationship with us or paid for us. Of course, we do work with partner agencies all the time, like Blue Star Families. We have a partnership with them to refer their caregivers to our Women of Valor program. So we do work with partners, but um, but we have um, 12 programs on the family support side and the deployed adoption side, um, you know, like Angel Bakers, um, we have a sewing and crafting team, adopt a family, all those things that I mentioned. But we also have our vet support, which is totally separate. You know, as, um, as Keisha mentioned, we do mobile food distributions, canteen gift cards, transportation, patient visits, luncheons and dinners, all sorts of things on the vet support side that's entirely separate. And how did you personally get involved? You're the president and CEO of the, of the Soldiers Angels group. How did you become and what motivated you to be a leader in this organization? 
Yeah, so I'm an Air Force veteran, and um, I was married to the military also for 22 years. And so although I got out of the military and I was injured, um, I had that back surgery. I then followed around after that um, for 22 years and ended up in San Antonio, um, stationed at Randolph Air Force Base, which was, which was his last assignment. So, you know, I've always been one of those people that they went to for connections and relationships when someone needed help, even when I was active duty. And so it was a really kind of a natural fit to go into the nonprofit world. Um, supporting veteran and military families. I came to this job because one of the patents actually ran the, job, ran the organization, Patty Patton, and when she retired, she asked me to take over the organization. And, you know, the organization was struggling at the time, as a lot of organizations were when the drawdown happened and the media and the donor support wasn't as strong. Um, and so I came in and kind of revamped the organization and, and I've been, you know, working with a great team of people to grow it ever since. Wow. So what can we do as as veterans and civilians and family members and people that are just listening to the show right now? What can we do to help uh, your organization, help Soldiers Angels? Well, volunteering is a big one. I mean, we, of course, donate money is always great, but um, volunteering is also amazing. And particularly the two teams you mentioned, like Women of Valor, um, you know, finding volunteers that are willing to send a box to a caregiver um, is is one area we're struggling right now. We actually have more caregivers wanting to join the program than we have people that are supporting them. And so they're actually on a wait list to join the program. If we don't have that support and can't guarantee that support, we wait list them until we can ensure that we can support them. So, you know, that's really just, just dependent on the volunteers coming on board and joining that team or providing that support. So we are looking for female volunteers for that. Baby Brigade, of course, volunteers to help fulfill those wish list items. Um, but, you know, even in our local communities, that support is also great. So um, in addition, you know, Adopt-A-Families coming up. We have a holiday stocking collection drive. So there's so many ways that they can support us. All that's on our website at soldiersangels.org. There's a volunteer button, and there's so many opportunities, and, of course, the donation link. Hmm. And what's So since you've been in an organization for so long, I always ask about people that have actually are in our boots on the ground, helping people do things and helping people improve their lives and supporting people. What story sticks out in your mind that really motivates you to keep doing this every day? Because this has got to be hard, hard work to do what you do every day. It definitely is hard work, um, you know, especially the families at home that we deal with and their struggles, you know, deployed. Um, we send packages and we communicate with them, but um, but the families at home that we see, you know, that come into the office or that come to our mobile food distributions, those are really the hardest because we see the direct connection and we see the situation that they're in. And, you know, our mobile food distributions um, happen in several cities around the country. I actually just got home from the one in Denver last night. Um, we have our mobile food distribution and to have families that can't feed their families without the food that we provide them is really, um, really touching to me. I'm actually in San Antonio where our headquarters is. We have two um, veteran brothers that ride their bikes to get their food and they pack those bikes up um, as, as full as they can to carry those, the food home with them on their bicycle. And they do an amazing job doing that, but that food gets them through the month. But um, recently we renovated a home for a World War II veteran and that veteran rode his bike all the way across town to come help us paint that, that man's house. And um, wow. just the seeing those sorts of stories of them getting the service and needing it, but also giving back was really, really quite touching. Wow, that's amazing. So where do you see the organization going in the future? What's your goal for the, say, the, and what's your next step or your next plans for expanding the organization or trying to develop it further? What would you like to do? You know, we really work closely with our partner agencies and with the VAs to really ter determine where the unmet needs are that we could provide support. And so we are actually looking at expanding 
Um, you know, the, some of the VAs have food pantries in the VA, so we're looking at supporting them with food contributions and our relationships with Feeding America and local affiliate food banks. We're looking at um, short-term hotel, particularly for um, women and domestic women or men in domestic violence situations that need to be removed from that household by the social workers. Um, you know, temporary hotel stays and things like that. Um, so that's something that we're also looking at. Um, we're looking at some things on the deployed side, like single service members coming home from deployments that have to move back into their dorms and need bedding and you know all those toiletries and things that they need to move back in. So those are just some of the needs that have been identified so far that we will be looking at potentially building into the budget next year. But um, the most growth for us will be on the vet support side. You know, deployments have, of course, drawn down. There's there's not a huge amount of need that we feel like we can um, meet in that population of people. But on the vet support, it's it, you know, that side is growing and growing rapidly. And, and there's so many gaps in those services. Um, you know, there's a lot of agencies providing volunteer support and in-kind goods and things, but people actually putting the cash into it. So like with transportation services, you know, Uber and Lyft and those things, um, we pay those directly. And so they book them and we actually pay that bill every month. And so, you know, for organizations that have the kind of cash that are able to do that, we're one of the few that actually can supplement those needs. And so that's those are things that we're looking at continuing to do and continuing to grow to other markets that we're not currently offering them. That's amazing. That's amazing. One more time, could you give us your, uh, the way to contact you, the way to get involved, the address, website address, or any other pieces of information you can use to contact you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Soldiersangels.org. So soldiersangels.org. Our phone number is 210-629-0020. Or they can email us at info, like information, at soldiersangels.org. Wow, that's amazing. So now, so you have we have people that come in and, and donate resources and things like that. Is this anywhere across the United States or is it specific uh, target markets that you work in? Or is, is the need greater in certain parts of the country than others? Um, one of the great things about Soldiers Angels is we were virtual before virtual was cool. Wow. And so even pre-COVID, we had virtual programs. So all of those teams that I mentioned, Deployed Adoptions, Adopt-A-Family, Women of Valor, Baby Brigade, everything is done by mail. And so that's great for volunteers that are all over the country and all over the world. We have them internationally that support U.S. service members um, in 31 foreign countries. And so, you know, as long as they have access to a post office, they can do that from anywhere. We have a lot of uh, people on disability as well that do that because they can't do a lot of other things and it's a way for them to participate. Um, on our vet support side, anywhere there's a VA facility, um, we can provide services, and, and so we do serve most of those facilities. So, for instance, with Veterans Day coming up, we're organizing Veterans Day activities in 122 VA medical centers nationwide. So there's always opportunities with us in one way, shape, or form, and everything's on our website under the volunteer tab, virtual and in-person volunteer opportunities. So how many hours a day do you put into you personally? How many hours a day do you work? Are you working like 25 hours a day? How do you get all this stuff done? Sometimes I feel like that, um, but it's great. You know, I, I couldn't be in the for-profit world working that many hours. I just feel like I'm doing it for a reason and, and doing it to provide a service. Um, so it, it is long days. And, of course, in the nonprofit world, it's not um, the best pay in the world, but we're doing it for a reason, and that reason is much bigger um, than, than the dollars or the time to me. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier that there was you had more volunteers in certain things, but are not enough the actual resources for the volunteers to actually do what they need to do. What can the volunteers that are that are signing up to do certain things that you have too much of? What can they be doing to try to to fill that gap, that need gap that you might be facing? Absolutely. So as deployments have drawn down, we're trying to kind of motivate some of those volunteers who are typically supporting deployed to transition to support the families through like Women of Valor and Baby Brigade. Um, Women of Valor, as I mentioned, we have a wait list of people waiting to join that team and be supported by us, but it's really limited to the number of volunteers we have 
to provide support. So they get a blessing box um, on, a, on a, a quarterly basis and on their birthday. And it really, it's just a care package for them with uh, items that really just show us, show them that we support them. And, you know, those things really make a difference. If, if you look on our website, you'll see people burst in tears and cry over those boxes that they get. Um, you know, they come on a really bad day and, and that box shows up and it really just changes their whole mood and, and eliminates a lot of stress and anxiety that they feel. So those little packages do really make a difference and we need volunteers to be able to provide those um, to continue to grow those. And on the baby brigade side, of course, we're looking for volunteers because we recently added the veteran component to support low-income veterans that are um, referred to us by the VA. So we're looking for people to serve on that team as well. So as a takeaway, if you're on the waiting list, find another way to support. You know, don't stay on the waiting list. Do other things to support the organization. So any final words you want to, want everybody to know? What What's one thing that you want us to know about the organization so that way we can be better at supporting you and also help you, th- help you thrive in the future? Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that there's something for everybody, whether that's donating money, um, volunteering at a local facility, volunteering virtually. Um, you know, we have administrative support volunteers that volunteer virtually. So there's something for everybody, um, you know, that may have only an hour a week to 40 hours a week and everything in between. Um, we have, you know, skilled professionals and social workers and psychologists to um, housewives and, and people on disability and all sorts of things in between. So um, we can find an opportunity for everybody um, if they want to visit our website and reach out. I appreciate your time. That was a really good conversation. I really appreciate what you do, Amy, and I think you are an angel yourself for actually putting in the hard work and time to build something like this because I know it's not easy to do the type of work that you do every day. Ms. Jackson, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Do you have any final words before we move on to our next I segment? Am. Nope. I definitely wanted to give that time to Amy. So thank you, Amy. Really appreciate it. Sharing the information. Now, thank you both for joining us. And we'll be right back. This is America's Heroes Group. It's Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. This month is October is National Breast Cancer and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I want to make that a word to you because because one thing people don't realize is that 2,600 men will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year in 2021. 280,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cliff Kelly, Vietnam veteran and host of America's Heroes Group, the game changer in radio, print, and digital media programming. We are a roundtable talk show where information, resources, and referrals are provided intentionally every Saturday to empower our military population on WVON 1690 AM, the iHeart Radio app from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please visit our website at www.americashd.org. Hi, this is Cliff Kelly, the host of America's Heroes Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident or the result of malpractice, you have only one chance to get the compensation you deserve. You need a law firm you can trust with experience and resources who will fight on your behalf. With a proven track record of excellence both in and out of the courtroom, call Seidman, Margulis, and Fairman at 312 312- 781-1977 for a free consultation or visit SeidmanLaw.net. That's Seidman, S-E-I-D-M-A-N, Law.net. Hey, Cliff, where can a veteran business owner go on the south side of Chicago for breakfast, lunch, and dinner meetings? I'm a veteran, and that's an easy answer. Pearl's Place on 39th and Michigan. 
Crow's Place has free parking available across the street. Reasonably priced, quality food that tastes delicious. Veteran owners, there's no place like Pearl's Place. Governor of Talk Radio, your executive producer wants to know, where can I go for delicious shrimp? Any suggestions? Absolutely. The one and only veteran business owner, Harris Gulf Shrimp, at 7448 Vincennes. I personally eat there. The price and shrimp are nothing other than fantastic. Thank you, the one and only Governor of Talk Radio. Market, advertise, and sponsor your business with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group, where information and resources are intentionally disseminated via radio, print, and social media. Call our office for more details at 312-803-2618. Payback Law is proud to sponsor and partner with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group. I'm attorney Monica Ireland Karras of Tayback Law. If you're a veteran and you have been wrongfully denied your VA benefits or you feel your condition was not properly evaluated by the VA, visit TaybackAttorneys.com. At Tayback Law, we fight for those who fought for us. 414-375-1735. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.